0: how comfortable your christmas how comfortable your christmas is likely to be have you achieved the perfect amount of cozy romance with your decorations do the lights the tinsel and the scented candles set the tone for many relaxing evenings watching your favorite christmas specials and timeless reruns of classic shows for many a year Are your fridge and cupboards packed with your favourite Christmas treats and naughty snacks? Do you have enough to see you through to New Year? Especially if loved ones are coming to stop by. Festive occasions. And Christmas is certainly no exception. Such occasions very easily become about self-indulgence and excess. And about what our plans are are for those days. There is in fact a great amount of waste that's created with unwanted presents, all the additional wrappings of presents, food packaging and temporary decorations. We love having a good old time at Christmas, don't we? To warm ourselves up in the cold and banish the blues created by the darker days and the long wait ahead until spring. But as jolly as all these things I've mentioned are, is this all that these approaching holidays have to offer us? Will our lives, in fact, be as empty as our cupboards come January the 2nd? Tonight I'd like to reflect, I'd like us all to consider the purpose of this brief life. And it is brief. The loss of... Of a good friend of mine's father at the end of November reminded me once again of that. And I'd like us to reflect and ask ourselves is this where and how we belong? Is this really our home for the long haul? You see, as Christians, we believe that the birth of Jesus, the Christ, that is, Jesus, the Messiah, the long-awaited chosen one of God, that his coming was unique and was the most remarkable event in the whole history of the world, the whole history of the universe, even more significant than creation itself. You see, the most marvellous one who created it all, who created you, and made it all very good, he came on a special rescue mission to rescue us, broken and disobedient humanity. He came to save us, the ones who trashed the earth and everything in it. He came to save us from our mess and our misery. And let's admit, there's plenty of that all around us. No matter what steps forward we may take as a species, we seem to prefer taking steps backwards, don't we? You see, God knew when he made us that we could not stay on track without him. Oh, he knew we would try. And he knew we would fail. But all along, he planned to rescue us from our brokenness and our wrongdoing. The Bible calls it sin. It's not a very popular word today. God planned to enter in and to give us true, deep and abiding life. Life in its fullness. I wonder if that's what you've really been hankering for most of your life. I wonder if that kind of abundant life is actually what's eluded you god the alien superintelligence as we heard from the video and if you're thinking sitting there well surely christians don't believe that god's an alien a little green man with like little eyes on stalks that's not what alien means alien means other it means different all right that's what it means when we use that word alien as a as a translation in our bibles in some of our bibles It's also called Sojourner and other things. Uh, God is different. God is other from us, thankfully. And uh, he is indisputably a superintelligence. Well, this God who existed eternally as a triune being, three persons in one divine being, he knew eternal blessedness and joy. He knew unimaginable glory and perfection. And he wanted to put all of that on display. So he created the universe. And as the pinnacle of his creation, he made humankind. And in the fullness of time, he himself would stoop down, enter our fallen world. the world that we have distorted and ruined. And he would put on human flesh in order to bring us life through his death and his resurrection power, banishing death and misery and pain in the process. That's the claim of the Bible in its fullness. I don't know about you, but I'd like a slice of that. Looking at the devastation and the misery and the hopelessness of the world, that all it all it offers us is more stuff. Stuff that we increasingly can't afford because of the cost of living crisis and goodness knows what else. God offers us far more. Far more. The Apostle Paul described the reality of what was happening when Christ came to earth. I'm going to read from, you, uh, from his, one of his letters, Philippians chapter 2 and verses 6. Through 11. This is what was happening when Christ came. Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself Wow. The most powerful being in all existence, the one who made all other beings and all other matter, he considered us worthy of saving in order to glorify himself and set his people, all his people, free from sin and death. God gave up the sublime comfort and splendor of his perfect home in heaven to be born in a dirty shelter in the little town of Bethlehem of Judea long ago. But friends, not so long ago that it couldn't be recorded incredible accounts in order that we might be able to find our way home. Yes, even in the 21st century, we can find our way home through the life of Christ. I don't know if you've ever seen or felt the presence of the one who makes Christmas truly joyful. The one who has made it possible for you to give up the constant hankering for more. The need to succeed and satisfy the insatiable demands of the world. Friends, it's an impossible task. Look again tonight at the Christ child. Because God the Father gave him in order that you might be forgiven of your sin, your numerous sins. All those unclean thoughts, those unwise and hurtful words and selfish gains. Friends, all of that washed away by the blood Jesus shed at the cross. The cross this beautiful child would carry as a man when he showed his true glory, his deep and abiding love for you. So let us leave behind our temporary shelters. No matter how grand or how humble they may be, Let us look to an eternal home, a home that can never spoil and where the feast is tastier and better supplied than the greatest international buffet imaginable. I'm not going to name names, but we know, don't we, Basildon? Better than the most eye-watering John Lewis spread imaginable and where the King of Heaven himself is the host. In his life here on earth, Jesus only had the shirt on his back. And even that was stripped from him as he took the punishment that was due to each of us. He gave up everything for you. So as each of us rejoices at the provision that we have this Christmas... And I guarantee each and every one of us here, no matter how lowly we might be, no matter how stretched our budgets, we have a lot compared to many in this world. As we rejoice at the provision we have this Christmas, may we remember, this is not our forever home. By the grace of God, it is comfortable enough. But let us not get too comfortable here because it isn't where we're meant to be, ultimately. If we, friends, turn from our earthly sufficiency away from our sinful desires and come to Jesus, he has a place for us. Let us let him who came to rescue us lead us out of danger and prepare for us an eternity of unparalleled joy and wonders in his glorious presence and have life in truth in his name. Shall we bow our heads in prayer?